Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 city wlcc brandon faith talk tampa download the faith talk tampa app or listen on tune in and odyssey the following is sponsored by verse by verse ministries and is pre-recorded paul reminds these men that during the three years he was with them in ephesus he continuously warned the members of the church about false teachers he said i did it night and day 24 7 And he did it, he says, with tears of concern because he knew how dangerous these savage wolves were and how capable they were of harming the precious flock. That's exactly what elders need to do today. They have to continuously be on the alert for false teachers who their people might be listening to, might be watching, might be reading, and they need to be continuously warning them against the errors of these heretics. And that means that they must be vigilant in watching out for the welfare of the sheep. They need to be aware of who their people are learning from. They need to be aware of the specific errors of false teachers. They need to be aware of what Scripture says in order to refute such false teaching. sounds like a very busy job description, but it is important. Knowing the scripture is obviously very important for a pastor. That much seems obvious. However, Pastor Steve also mentioned that a pastor needs to know what false teachers are saying, and if he is going to properly protect his flock, he needs to explain the errors of the false teachers and why it is important to stay away from them. Hello and welcome to Verse by Verse, where we feature the teaching ministry of Pastor Steve Kreloff. He's pastor of Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida. We are working our way through a series of programs that are titled, A Faithful Shepherd Says Farewell. Throughout this series, we have stressed that this is not just for pastors. This series is for all of us. To one extent or another, each of us has a flock of some sort for which we are responsible. And it is important for us to know God's Word and to be able to protect them. With that, let's jump into today's message. How are they to protect unsuspecting sheep? How do they do this? Well, look again at verse 31 and notice what else Paul says. He says, therefore, be on the alert. Okay. And then he adds, remembering that night and day for a period of three years, I did not cease to admonish each one with tears. Paul reminds these men that during the three years he was with them in Ephesus, he continuously warned the members of the church about false teachers. He said, I did it night and day, 24-7. And he did it, he says, with tears of concern because he knew how dangerous these savage wolves were and how capable they were of harming the precious flock. That's exactly what elders need to do today. 
They have to continuously be on the alert for false teachers who their people might be listening to, might be watching, might be reading, and they need to be continuously warning them against the errors of these heretics. And that means that they must be vigilant in watching out for the welfare of the sheep. They need to be aware of who their people are learning from. They need to be aware of the specific errors of false teachers. They need to be aware of what Scripture says in order to refute such false teaching. This is why one of the qualifications for being an elder is to be so proficient in understanding Scripture that when faced with a wolf threatening one of the sheep, an elder will be able to stand up and faithfully teach the truth and be able to refute that error. Here's what Paul wrote in Titus chapter 1 verse 9. This is part of the qualifications for being an elder. Paul said he must be holding fast, he's gripping, he's holding on to the faithful word which is in accordance with the teaching. He's not letting go of the word of God. That's his authority. He's holding fast the faithful word which is in accordance with the teaching so that he will be able both to exhort in sound doctrine, and to refute those who contradict. He's saying elders must be able to explain, to be able to sit down with believers and explain to them what the Bible actually teaches, and then they are to be able to refute error being told to them by a false teacher. Here's what the Bible says. Here's why this is wrong. Now, by necessity, I want you to know that one has to be negative at this point. One has to publicly name and identify false teachers. You cannot be general in this area because if you speak in generalities without being specific, you've helped nobody. You are warning the sheep against this man, against this man, against this teaching, against that teaching. So false teachers need to be classified as false teachers so that believers will be warned and will not listen to them. As I said, generalities won't cut it. You have to be specific. This is exactly what Paul did. He named names. And he did it several times in 1 Timothy 1.18 through 20. And I read this last week, but it also needs to be reiterated today. He said, this command I entrust to you, Timothy, my son, in accordance with the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you fight the good fight, keeping faith and a good conscience, which some have rejected and suffered shipwreck in regard to their faith. Among these are Hymenaeus and Alexander, whom I have handed over to Satan so that they will be taught not to blaspheme. I take it that these two men he's mentioned here, Hymenaeus and Alexander, apparently were elders at some point in this church who stuck around in their teaching error. And Paul names them. He calls them out. Again, the apostle did the same thing in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 16 and 17. He said, but avoid worldly and empty chatter, for it will lead to further ungodliness. Just avoid that, Timothy. And their talk will spread like gangrene. It never stays status quo. It always spreads and infects others. Among them are Hymenaeus and Philetus. This guy Hymenaeus is in big trouble. When you're mentioned twice, you're in big trouble. So I say to my fellow elders, for the sake of the sheep, don't hesitate to warn our people of the dangers of false teachers by identifying them and their heresies. We don't have a positive message in that sense. We have to be negative. And by false teachers, I mean those who deny, note this, those who deny the non-negotiable core beliefs of Christianity 
and the gospel. I'm not talking about minor differences on secondary matters like prophecy or, or the mode of baptism. Nothing like that. You see, you can spot a false teacher because they're wrong about such essential biblical truths as, for example, the sinfulness of man. They're always off on that. Man is not a sinner, they would say. Man is basically good. Man is not really corrupt. Also, they're off on the deity of Christ. They're going to distort or deny that he's God or that he's fully man. They're going to be wrong on the atoning work of Christ, his sacrificial death on the cross. They're going to be wrong about the Trinity, the Godhead. They're going to be wrong about the holiness of God. They're going to be wrong about the inspiration and the authority and the sufficiency of the scriptures. They're going to be wrong, especially about justification by faith alone. They're always going to add something to faith. So these are the core beliefs of our faith that false teachers either deny outright or they twist and distort. And so anyone who espouses these errors is a false teacher. And we must warn believers to avoid them. This warning has to be more than an academic exercise because when Paul said that he did this while he was with them, night and day he said he wept tears of concern. There is passion here. This is not academic. This is not a cold heart doing this. Paul wept tears of concern because he knew how dangerous and damaging heresy was. And notice that Paul said that he admonished each one with tears, which means that he cared about the spiritual welfare of every single member of this church. Therefore, he made sure that they all knew, not just a few, but all knew about false teachers and their teaching. I want to urge all who are elders at Lakeside, and once again, including myself, to be vigilant in this task of protecting the sheep from false teachers. God has called you to be a watchman, to warn the sheep about those who would prey upon them and harm them concerning the importance of being watchful and alert about false teachers. Charles Jefferson, in his classic book for pastors, written many years ago, entitled The Minister or Shepherd, he wrote these words. Many a minister fails as a pastor because he's not vigilant. He allows his church to be torn to pieces because he's half asleep. He took for granted that there were no wolves, no birds of prey, no robbers, and while he was drowsing, the enemy arrived. False ideas, destructive interpretations, demoralizing teachings came into his group, and he never knew it. He was interested, perhaps, in literary research. He was absorbed in the discussion contained in the last theological quarterly and did not know what his young people were reading or what strange thoughts had been lodged in the heads of a group of his leading members. These are errors which are as fierce as wolves and pitiless as hyenas. They tear faith and hope and love to pieces and leave churches once prosperous, mangled and half dead. Folks, this is the reason why God has established local churches with elders over you to protect you. It's important that you are under their authority. It's important that you're members of the church. This is God's way of protecting his flock. Elders have been given the responsibility of being alert for false teachers. But now, having told these men about three responsibilities they have as elders, Paul moves on to give them a fourth pastoral responsibility, which is that they must depend on God and his word. Verse 32, he said, And now, 
I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you the inheritance among all those who are sanctified. Now, this is a very interesting statement by Paul. And it's interesting. Why? Because at first glance, it's not easy to see any God-given responsibilities here for elders. In fact, there isn't even a command in this verse given by Paul to these elders. Just a statement of fact. And his statement of fact is that he has entrusted them to God and to his word specifically the message of the gospel of grace, which is the message of salvation. So what's the point of this verse? Listen closely. What Paul is telling these men is that he very well understands that their work of shepherding the flock is so challenging And so difficult. And he knows that they can't do this in their own strength. Because humanly speaking, they've been given an impossible task of keeping all the sheep safe from false teachers. Therefore, in light of such a formidable responsibility, Paul wants these elders to know that he's praying for them. And that in his prayers, he has entrusted them, committed them, commended them to God and to the word of his grace. In other words, he's telling them that in and of themselves, they're insufficient for carrying out their responsibilities of shepherding. And that's why he's praying for them to lean on the Lord, to lean on his word, to depend on God, to be faithful in giving them his grace to accomplish the task of shepherding. So what Paul wants them to know is that the only way that they can conduct their ministry in a Christ-honoring way is to rely on the Lord by focusing on the word of his grace, meaning the message of salvation in Jesus Christ. Paul wants these men to understand that it is the gospel that they need to remember when times are difficult. It is the gospel they need to focus on when they encounter trials of challenging sheep and false teachers. It is the gospel that they need to turn to in order to be encouraged in the work of caring for God's flock. Now I want you to notice that Paul mentions in this verse three things concerning the message of salvation, the word of his grace in Christ. Three things that emerge from the gospel that are accomplished by the gospel which serve as encouragements for all elders. First of all, the apostle says that the word of God's grace, the message of salvation, he says it is able to build you up. Now what Paul means by this is that it is the gospel. It is the story of God's love in Christ and his forgiveness through the death of Christ. That is how God builds up and strengthens elders. See, in light of all the problems of ministering to the sheep, Paul wants these elders to focus not on those problems. It's very easy to do that. He doesn't want them to focus on those problems, but rather on the glorious message of salvation and all of the riches of God's glory and grace that are found in the gospel, such as what? Well, the forgiveness of their sins. Elders are to remember that. The glorious truth of being forgiven by Christ. The promise of the indwelling spirit to overcome sin. The power of God to save rebellious sinners like us. The intimate knowledge of Jesus Christ. God's love, his holiness, his justice. And on and on it goes. All of these truths are what elders need to dwell on. Because these are the truths that will sustain them. These are the truths that will strengthen them during troublesome times. 
Secondly, it is the gospel message, Paul says, that gives you, gives you the inheritance. And by inheritance, Paul is talking about future glory, about going to, to heaven and all that awaits us. In his letter to the Ephesians, which wasn't written yet, it would be written years in the future, Paul told them that because of Christ and the salvation that he has given them, they have a glorious future awaiting them in heaven, which he called their inheritance. Chapter 1, verses 13 and 14. In him you also, after listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed, you were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is given as a pledge of our inheritance with a view to the redemption of God's own possessions of the praise of his glory. Now, Paul says that the indwelling spirit is the Father's pledge. Meaning what? It's his down payment that there's more to come. If you think that the Christian life is, is a wonderful, joyful life, because the Holy Spirit indwells you, well, there's more. There's more to come. And the more to come is the inheritance waiting for us in heaven. We only have experienced one aspect of our salvation. There is a fuller aspect of our salvation when we die or when the church is raptured and we go to be with Christ. We will experience the fullness of our inheritance when the Lord redeems our bodies and takes us to glory. So what is this inheritance and glory? What does it have to do with elders and their work of protecting the sheep? Well, it's simply Paul's way of saying no matter how difficult things get in shepherding, You have to remember that there's a great future awaiting for you, a great future in heaven. So don't be discouraged. Don't be disheartened. Keep your mind focused on the things above. In other words, no matter how tough things get down here, it's not always going to be like this because you have a home awaiting you in heaven, a home where things are perfect. So be encouraged by that. This is a very brief time. This is not permanent. Third truth from the gospel message that Paul wants these elders to be encouraged by is that it is the gospel, he says, that sanctifies all believers, all believers in Christ. Notice how the apostle ends verse 32. He said, among all those who are sanctified, it is the word of God, and in particular, the message of the gospel that ultimately sanctifies all believers, which means here that God uses his word to grow and to mature Christians. That's what the rest of scriptures teaches, that believers in Christ, they grow in their faith. They become more and more conformed to the character of Christ as they take in the scriptures. That's how we grow. So Jesus prayed to the Father in John 17, verse 17, sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. Again, we read in 1 Peter 2, 2, like newborn babes long for the pure milk of the word so that by it you may what? Grow in respect to salvation. Listen, what Paul wants these elders to understand is that in spite of all the challenges of shepherding and protecting the sheep from false teaching, believers in Christ, they will grow spiritually. They will make progress in holiness. They will mature. They will develop. And the reason that this will happen is because God is the one who is sanctifying them and he is doing it through his word. Therefore, church leaders are to be encouraged because sanctification doesn't depend on them. It is God's responsibility, not the elders, to grow his sheep. And he will do it as he 
said he will, and he'll do it through his word. All these men who are elders, all they need to do is to simply be faithful to feed the sheep with the word of God. God will do the rest. And so once again, I exhort our elders to lean to lean on the Lord for the shepherding of the sheep by proclaiming the word of God to those you minister to and especially by reminding them of the great truths of the gospel and all of the implications that flow from the gospel. See, the gospel message is not simply for unbelievers. It is, but it's not only for unbelievers. It's for believers as well. It's what encourages us. It's what sustains us. It's what helps us to grow. For example... The implications of the gospel are like these, like forgiving others as you've been forgiven. That flows out of the gospel. You are not to hold a grudge against somebody. You are to forgive them because you've been forgiven in Christ. Like being kind and compassionate to others as God has been kind and compassionate to you. Like being patient with others as the Lord has been patient with you. Like loving others as God has loved you with a sacrificial love and a concern. These are the very truths that help us to grow in Christ. So we proclaim not only the whole counsel of God, but in particular we proclaim the gospel and the implications to the sheep. Listen, if you're one of Christ's sheep, then you will grow in Him. You must grow in Him. You you are growing in Him. And the way you grow in Him isn't by listening to false teachers. It's by being fed by true shepherds who teach you the Word of God. So be discerning. Be careful who you listen to. Satan is a liar. He's a deceiver. And he has plenty of ambassadors whose goal is to lead you astray from the truth into error. But God has provided for you true shepherds who do care about you. Who will teach you his word. So listen to them. Learn from them. They care about you and they watch over your souls. And someday they will stand before Christ and give an account of how they shepherded you. And if you are one of the elders here, then God has given you the responsibility to be alert so that you can protect the sheep from false teachers. So be aware of what your people are listening to. Make sure that they're not being deceived into error. Now, if you're not one of Christ's sheep, then you need him not simply as your shepherd. You need him as your savior from sin. And he can become your savior from sin. Why? Because he, the innocent one, the one who never sinned, who is perfect, who is righteous, he paid the penalty for sinners by being judged in their place. He had no sin to be judged on his behalf. He was the substitute dying and being judged in the place of people like us. And the moment you recognize this, The moment you recognize that you are a sinner who deserves hell and judgment and you repent of your sin, you turn from your sin, you turn to Christ to save you, that's when you are forgiven. That's when you receive eternal life. That's when you become one of Christ's sheep forever and ever. As we are about to close the service, I just want to remind you that if you don't know Christ, you can speak to someone here about coming to know him. I'll ask those who are elders here today if you'll come up after the service and if anyone wants to speak to us, just come up to me and let me know. We'll be happy to do that. But let's pray as we bring things to a close. 
Lord, we thank you for the word of God. We thank you for Paul's passion. We thank you, Lord, that this man was so used of you and you have inspired his words. You have God breathed through him. And these words, I pray that our elders will take these truths to heart. I pray that our people will be discerning, will be aware of what's going on, will be those who listen to sound teaching and not blasphemous teaching. Lord, we do pray that always here at Lakeside, you'll help us to proclaim the gospel in a way that never distorts it. Help us to proclaim Christ, not ourselves. Like so many false teachers who are the heroes of all their stories, I pray that that will never be here at Lakeside, but we would always preach Jesus and him crucified, and that you'll be exalted through this ministry. Now, Lord, for those who don't know you, we pray you'll draw them to yourself that they might become your sheep. This we pray in Christ's name, amen. I appreciated how Pastor Steve stressed the importance of growing in Christ. With all the evil in this world and the false teachers peddling lies, the importance of our spiritual growth cannot be overstated. Fortunately, we have at our disposal God's Word, the Holy Spirit, other Christians, and of course, our pastors who teach us God's Word. If your pastor has been faithfully teaching you God's Word, let me encourage you to thank your pastor. I know he will appreciate that. We're coming to the close of this series. We are coming to the close of this series, A Faithful Shepherd Says Farewell. In fact, we only have three more messages. I hope you've been blessed and strengthened by the teaching we have here on Verse by Verse. And I hope you can join us next time for Verse by Verse. Verse by Verse.